Welcome to the sermon podcast of Damascus Road Church. For more information about Damascus Road Church, go to damascusroadonline.com. Good morning. So, good morning. Thank you. Thank you for that. We're going to uh, we're going to do one or two standalone uh, sermons before we head into a series this summer around disciplines. Not discipline, okay? We're not like, I won't go into that right now. So the disciplines, which are things that Christians have practiced for centuries to help us grow closer to God and grow in relationship with one another, set that aside. Before that time, we're, uh, we're doing, is it just this week? or It's not important. We're doing some standalone messages, uh, which is what this is going to be. So as I was praying about what we should talk about this morning. And, not, and it's not just this morning, but kind of in the long view of where has God taken us as Damascus Road Church in the months ahead and the year ahead. Um, there's a lot of great things that, um, that we are walking into, okay? <laughs> Including further engagement with our city and mission and what that looks like in growing in community together. So what, what's the foundation? So as I'm thinking about the message this morning, I'm not just thinking about, well, what could I get up and talk about? But what's preparing us in the long run for what, how God wants to work within us and through us within our city? So our topic this morning is forgiveness. And I believe that the, the bulletin says something like walking out forgiveness. Is that, is that right? Okay. Walking out forgiveness. So that's what we're going to talk about. I like to get up and talk about light stuff, okay? Light, easy stuff. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some things that might stir the pot a little bit for you this morning, personally. Or maybe a lot. And so I just want to encourage you up front. I'm going to say I'm going to do that. And some of that's, that's intentional. And if something that's said this morning just like hits you at a place where it's like this is deep. Uh, I have to sort through this. I want to encourage you to reach out to other people around you. And if, you don't, if you're here and you just don't have anybody here that, that you um, has that kind of like deep place of trust with you. I want to encourage you to take the risk. And find somebody that looks like, you know, I could trust this person. Take the risk so that uh, God can work through others with, within your life, okay? So when I talk about forgiveness, I want to give you some things to know and some things to do when it comes to forgiveness. You ready? Everybody take a deep breath. Whew. All right. So first of all, there's some things that our culture informs us about when it, when it comes to forgiveness. There's a, there's a lot of things that could be said, but... Um, I think we've got some, uh, some cultural prophets. Hit, hit that, first, that first track. So we've got... This just happened, okay? Bieber at Damascus Richards. Anybody know the title of this song? You're shaking your head. I heard a rumor, I don't know if it's true, but I heard um, that this may be James's favorite. He shakes his head. Alright, so, yeah, Justin, okay, here's the thing, I love Justin Bieber, as, as I love, like, that awkward junior high kid that you just know, it's like, dude, you're going to get over yourself, you're going to be alright. That's kind of how I feel about him. I did have a dream that he and I were in heaven together once, I, so I can give you more info on that. But, all right, so he gets into the... Is it too late now to say sorry? 
Because I'm missing more than just your body. Is it too late now to say sorry? I know I let you down. Is it too late to say sorry? All right, so that sounds genuine, right? I'm missing more than just... If anybody tells you that, just say, like, no. No. Now, this, is, this relationship is not going to work. If anybody tried to use that line on you, I'm missing more than just your body. It's a sure sign that that's all right. All right, what's, what's next up there? If, now, if you decide to, like, re-engage with that relationship... Or no, no, no. Let's say you want to just walk away. Here's some more, like, useful lines for you. What... What? Okay, so if you just need some lines to like shut down a relationship and it's just time to walk away, you know, it's just, you, you feel like that person has just been using you and you realize, you know what, this ain't right. So Justin, again, like just provides some, uh, some help here. I didn't want to write a song. Didn't want anybody thinking that I care because I don't. You still hit my phone up. I'd be moving on. I'd be moving on. You should know that. My mama don't like you, and she likes everyone. Okay, so again, like, just... Just again, take these... Just jot this down. I've been so caught up in my job. I didn't see what's going on. But now I know. If you like the way you look that much, you should go and love yourself, okay? So I don't think there's anything more to be said this morning. If you think that I'm still holding on, you should go love yourself, okay? So, okay. Go ahead and bring that down before we get too carried away here. I, okay, so if you come around after the service... Um, James is gonna. <laughs> James is like, do not involve me in this. All right, so, all right, so Justin Bieber, like, there's a lot of people less listening to, to Justin Bieber, right? Oh, I apologize. I apologize. All right, cut that out from the podcast. I don't know where this is going from here. So, there's there's a lot of listen, people listening, and then we could we could play all kinds of tracks. Okay, that's talking about like. If you like it, you should have put a ring on it, right? Like, you know, just all kind of, like, what, it, what is our, what, what, what's out there that, that um, is informing our view of relationships, but also how to reconcile relationships, right? Because that's kind of the hard part, right? When it comes, we'll get into this a little bit. Trust is, it just takes a moment to break. It takes a long time to build. It takes a moment to break. and takes even longer to rebuild, right? It might take a couple of months to build trust. If it's broken, a couple of years to rebuild, right? It's, it's fragile. So, it's, and this is a, so when it comes to relationships and trust and forgiveness, like we cannot risk listening to anything but what God has to say about this topic, okay? We, we can't rely on our cultural prophets, our cultural talking heads to inform us. Um, what, okay, go ahead and, and hit that last track. This is a, maybe a little bit better, more healthy uh, perspective on forgiveness. And there is music out there. There's music out there. There are films out there. 
There are books out there that demonstrate Christ-like forgiveness in relationships. Like this, for example. That sounds a little bit more right on, right? He says, when I look into the face of my enemy, I see my brother. And he goes on later in the song to say, I see my sister, I see my mother, I see my father. When I look into the face of my enemy, the question for us is, can we say that? Can we say that? So he goes on later in the song to say, forgiveness is the garment of our courage. The power to make the peace we long to know. So forgiveness, and I think that this is right on. Forgiveness is the garment of our courage. Forgiveness is the the power to make the peace that we long to know. How many of you long for peace in your family, in your relationships, with yourself, and with God? Forgiveness is the doorway. Okay, forgiveness is the key. Okay, you can go ahead and fade that out. Or kill it. The... So something up front, all right? This is just pre-preface, precursor, lay it out straight. Forgiveness is a commandment. Forgiveness is a commandment, period. Throw out Matthew 6, 14 and 15. What does Jesus say? For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But, but if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That's pretty black and white, and it's very serious. There's a, there's a very like, earnest tone to these words here that we need to take at face value. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing that we can add or take away from this. There's no, but if this is the case, no. There's no, there's no more buts in this. If you forgive your father, it it opens the door for God to forgive you. If you do not forgive, neither will your Father forgive you. I don't want to be in that boat of the unforgiven. Is that a Clint Eastwood movie? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we should pull out some clips from that. I don't want to be in, I don't want to be in that, uh, that boat of the unforgiven. And I know that you don't either, but you guys, we, have, we can't skirt around this. We can't just say, well, that's just for advanced, that's for advanced Christians. That's for those super spiritual people. It's not. If you want to be reconciled with God, if you want to walk in relationship with Him, if you want to follow Jesus, this is not an option. On the other hand, say it another way, it's, unforgiveness is a sin. It's a sin. Walking in unforgiveness is walking in sin. 
So again, there's some black, there's some like pretty, there's some intensity around this. And so, but when we talk about unforgiveness, it's, uh, this is an intense topic. And it's not something that we're just dying to do. I've never met somebody who was like, I can't wait to forgive. No, it's never like that. All right, so first of all, it's a commandment that Jesus gives us. Second of all, it enables God to do everything that he wants to do within us and through us. So what does Ephesians 4, 26, 27 say? Be angry. That's fine. Be angry. Get mad. But do the right thing with it. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Give no opportunity to the devil. That word opportunity is also translated foothold in a lot of, a lot of versions. As in a wall that has a foothold, a place where someone can scale it. But when, you, when your life is right, when you, when you reconcile with God and others, you, your life is like a smooth wall that has no foothold on it. The enemy can't influence. Okay? So when it comes to forgiveness, when we walk in unforgiveness, we give the enemy opportunity in our lives. We give the enemy a foothold in our lives. Even as Christians, to influence us. All right, so... What about Ephesians 4.32? There's this commandment. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. In Hebrews 12, 14 and 15. See to it. Oh, just kidding. Strive for peace with everyone and for holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. That no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. Look at that. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. There's a hindrance to obtaining the grace of God. That a a root of bitterness would spring up. So again, if there's bitterness in our hearts, that's like a a blockage. It prevents God's grace from being bestowed upon us. Something going on back here. Sorry. All right, so up front, again, up front. Forgiveness is a commandment. It allows God to work. Now, you guys, I long to see God do all that he wants to do through our community, within us, but also through us in our city, in the places where we live. I I long for that. And this is one of the things that can hinder that. So I'm going to dive in. I'm going to dive into three things to know and three things to do. I want to pray that God will help us here engage together. So, Lord, we, we look to you as the, uh, the source of everything that we need. We look to you, Lord, as the source of life. and pray that you would dig out the root of bitterness among us, whether it's toward one another, whether it's toward our family members, whether it's toward coworkers, whoever it might be. Lord, um, Dig up the root of bitterness from within our hearts. Move us toward forgiveness. Move us forward in that process, Lord, so that we may see you and know your grace more. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Amen. All right, so I want to give you three things to know, all right? First of all, forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. 
again, like I've never, I've never met someone who, who decided to forgive because it just, like, it just felt so good. Yeah, I'd love to release my mother who used to verbally abuse me. There's nothing I want to do more today than just let her off the hook. That sounds great. Like, nobody says that. Nobody says that. But in our, in our culture, we're so, we're so um, oriented around emotion. We have this idea that everything is supposed to feel good, and when it doesn't, we're not doing it right. And that's a falsehood. And we even do that around worship, right? We do that like, well, how was worship? Well, I was feeling it. It was great. I wasn't feeling it. It wasn't great. <laughs> you know, so we, we kind of have this idea. Now, sometimes when we, when we worship well, it feels good, right? But here's the thing. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes when I love my wife well, it doesn't feel... It's like I don't like to go to the store at 2 in the morning to get medicine for our kid. I was changing a diaper yesterday. Like it, it wasn't like, oh, man, I just love it. Can't wait. No, it doesn't feel good. Does that make it less valuable? Does it make it less valuable? No, it doesn't, right? But we have this idea that like, it's supposed to feel good to be right. And that's often what happens to people when they become a Christian and things feel good, and then they get a little while down the road and they're like, oh, I'm just not feeling it anymore. Okay, let's talk about how to love. Let's talk about how to love well. Daily. People, I know people who have walked that out in marriage. After a couple of years of marriage, they're like, I'm just not feeling it anymore. Okay, so what? Well, I just want to be honest with you. I'm not feeling it anymore, so I think we should end this because I want to love you. No, you're a jerk. <laughs> Period. That's the accurate response to that. No, you're being a jerk. Who should say that to that person maybe is debatable. But that's not an excuse. I'm not feeling it anymore. And so, but my, my point is that in our, our culture, we're, we're kind of mistaken and we're informed by this as Christians. So when things don't feel right, we think we're not doing it right. So we feel guilty, we feel bad, we feel confused, we give up. Forgiveness is a choice and it doesn't feel good when you start that journey. All right? There are, there are, there really, there are two different types of love that we express. There's emotional love and volitional love. Okay? Emotional love. We get the word emotion from, from Latin, which we also get the word motor from. Mote, to emote. It's, uh, emotions are meant to propel you, just like a motor would. Okay? They, they move you, and sometimes we need to be moved. Like When we don't feel emotions, something's not right. Because we're created to, to, to feel. And that's how God designed us, to move us. When you see injustice, you should get angry. And you should do something about it. See, the thing about anger is that it's good when you resolve it. Anger, ha- anger is something that's supposed to tell you something's not right, and then you do something about it, and you move on. When you live with anger constantly in your heart, that's a problem. That's that, that root of bitterness. So emotional love, we're, for, we're more familiar with. That's, those are the things that just like, that just drive us, you know, when we cry, when we laugh. Those are like kind of the spontaneous reactions. But volitional love, we're less, we're less uh, familiar with. Volitional, think the word volunteer. When you choose to do something, right? So volitional love is things like paying, paying, changing diapers, 
Another a volitional act might be like paying your taxes. Like nobody's like, oh, it's April. All right. Can't wait. Paying the taxes. Potty training. Oh my gosh. Ugh, there we go. These are things that we do because it's right. Right? And you and if you think about it long enough, you think, I do feel good about this. And I look in that kid's eyes and I think, you contribute nothing to this household today, but I love you anyway, you know? <laughs> I love you. And then there is tenderness, there is joy in that, but there are times when you don't feel it. And that's that volitional love that is uh, expressed. Now, walking out forgiveness falls in that category. It's something that we choose. It's something that, we've, that we volunteer, Okay? Forgiveness is a choice. It requires strength and not weakness. A lot of times that's what we think. Oh, to forgive is to be weak. Here's the thing. Following your emotions constantly requires no strength. That is a weak person who follows everything that their emotions tell them to do. Going against your emotions to do the right thing takes strength. Okay? We got that? Following your emotions daily requires no strength. Making the hard choice that sometimes overrides our emotions takes strength. Now, here's the thing. When you override your emotions and say, no, this is the right thing, your emotions get in line and they eventually follow. When you're not feeling it, you be faithful, you will feel it eventually. Your emotions will come back around. We have to let... We have to let, take the, our emotions out of the driver's seat. You imagine a train moving down the tracks. We use the emotions like as the locomotive. Put the emotions behind. Put your will in front. Let it drive. Let God engage your mind and help you make right choices. Your emotions will get in line. They will follow. All right. So the beginning point of forgiveness is not, this is the, 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 the first point I want to make, the, the beginning point of forgiveness is not warm feelings. It's a hard choice. Okay? My, goal, my goal for today is that every person in this room, every person in this room feels challenged to, uh, to think about areas that they're harboring unforgiveness, to face it and just take a step. Every person in this room, whether you've been a Christian for 50 years or a day, is that you face an area of unforgiveness in your life and you just take a first step. Okay? That first step is not based on warm feelings. <laughs> it's based on a hard choice. All right, so forgiveness is a choice. The second thing I want you to know is that forgiveness is a process. It's not something that you do and you say, okay, I forgive, hallelujah, and then it's over. And you wake up the next morning, you're like, wait a second, I still hate that person. It's not, it's not a five-second thing. Now, there are times that God just, and it's like this with many other things, okay? It's like this with other kinds of addictive behaviors in our lives. There are times when God just, bam, you're done with that. Be free, right? There are, that happens. Most of the time, the way that God works with us is step by step by step. I'm going to give you the grace today to take the next step. So again, I, this is actually, to me, it's encouraging that, that it, 
it can be a process. Like, let's give ourselves the space to not try to reach perfection in a moment, but to, have, to, to walk through a process. We have seen that with our kids, where we, when, when our kids first started getting to the age where they could punch each other, um, you know, what's, what's your reaction to that? You're like, oh, wait, not only do they poop everywhere, they fight. What do we do? Okay, um, say sorry. And kids learn pretty quick how to respond to that. They say, sorry. sorry. And you're like, good, all right. Wait a second. I don't think she meant it. <laughs> right? And so you're like, no, no, no. The next time, I'm on to you. Say it like you mean it. What do they do? Sorry. That's right. Wait a second. I think they're playing us. And we'll walk through that. We're like, man, how do we handle this? Okay, how about this? Make it right. Make it right. That's kind of where we're at today. Make it right. You push her down, make it right. What do you do? You help her up. Check on her. Get her something. Does she need a cup of water? Is it like something to make that action right? And apology is a part of that, but sometimes when someone punches you in the head and you say, and they say sorry, sometimes you're not ready to forgive yet, are you? And so sometimes our kids' response is like, okay, do you, do you forgive him? No. Are you, okay, do you need a little more time? Yeah. Okay, that's all right. It's all right. If we left it there and that turns into hatred, that's a problem. Okay, but we want to give them space to know this is a process. It's not just a momentary reaction. All right, so forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is a process. Forget, this is number three. Forgiveness is not forgetting. This is something that we say as a culture all the time. Forgive and what? Forget. Forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. You'll be fine. Time heals everything. Has, how many things has time healed for you? <laughs> Nothing. Time, you'll be fine. You'll be okay. Forgive and forget. Like that. I actually found a Shakespeare quote. Pray now, forget and forgive. 1603, a long time ago. It's kind of like, we're, we're going, we've got like centuries of this kind of thinking, like just forget, forget, forget. Here's the problem. Forgetting hurtful events in your life is actually really unhealthy, right? When you can't recall events that, that took place, it's actually usually a sign of some real unhealthy dynamics psychologically, right? Like your, your mind is just reacting as a like defense mechanism. When we say forgive and forget, and um, I, I have a friend who, uh, as a young woman, was raped. When I met her, she was, she was carrying this child. She's pregnant and was committed to raise this kid. Be the best mom she can. She's an amazing mom. And um, she, she had heard some of this. Forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. And, you know, that made me so angry to think that somebody is making my friend feel guilty because she hasn't yet forgotten this thing that was done to her. What that communicates is you're not a good Christian because you still remember these things. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You, you expect her to forget this thing that happened? Forgiveness is not the same as forgetting, okay? 
On the other hand, I think what God helps us to do is to re-remember events. Not to forget, but to remember them differently. Does that difference make sense? To remember them differently. I was working with, a, with another, with a young guy who uh, was, for the first time in his life, sharing about an event where he was raped by his male cousin. Okay? And he was... Uh, he felt so much shame around this. And uh, I was the first person that he was talking. This is in the context of a, of a, of a church camp, okay? Lots of people around. God's doing lots of things. And he opens up with me over the course of, we're going to get to know each other over the course of this week. And he opens up to me and tells me about this, this thing that happened. And so I said, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's pray. I want you to... Um, Recall this event. Recall this thing that happened. You remember the room? You remember the time of day? And he's crying. He's like, yes, I remember. And I'm thinking, I hope I'm not ruining this person's life. Oh, God, help me. So I'm praying, and I'm asking God to lead me, and I feel like the Spirit is leading me in this direction and say, okay, I want you to to think back in this place. Think back. What time was it? Where were you? What was going on? I was like, yeah, I remember, I remember. Okay, I want you to ask Jesus where he is in that room. He starts wailing. He's like, he's with me. He's with me and he's weeping. He's weeping with me. He's angry. And then, and then he comes over to me and he puts this white cloth around me. And he's saying that I'm clean. And that's it, you guys. In that, that moment, and I'm not saying that that fixed everything in his life. Okay, I'm not saying that. But that moment of seeing Jesus in his circumstances changed his, the way that he remembers that event. It helps him to remember it differently. It's not about forgetting that that happened. Okay? I didn't just say, just move on. You'll be fine. Time heals everything. It was, no, where's Jesus with you? And what does that mean now? Let's think about this differently. Does that make sense? Forgiveness is not forgetting. So forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is a process. It's not forgetting, it's remembering differently. And Paul talks about this when he says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And there's all kinds of neurological stuff that can be said about this that I'm not smart enough to communicate to you. But there are things that happen as God helps us re-remember events that even physically our brains get rewired and we remember things differently. Okay? So these are three things that I want you to know. I want to actually just, I don't want to move on too quickly because I want to say something quickly about trust. Sally, we were having a conversation about this recently. It reminded me that uh, this is really important. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Kind of within that stream of thinking, forgiveness is not the same as trust. And I just want to make sure that we get that. Okay, Forgiveness is not the same as trust. because Just because you forgive someone doesn't mean that you should or that you do trust them. I'm not advocating that anybody here or anybody anywhere else stays, for example, in an abusive relationship. Get out. Get out. Forgive them. Yeah, forgive them. Get help. Walk through forgiveness. I'm not saying you should go back. Maybe over time that's right. I'm not advocating that, okay? Again, forgiveness is not forgetting and moving on. Forgiveness is not the same as trust. You should, 
you should give your trust. Your trust is really valuable. Okay? It's, it's one of the most precious things that you have to give away. Don't give your trust to someone who's not trustworthy, which means they are worthy of your trust. And how do, how do you know that? They've demonstrated that they can steward it well, okay? that they treat it as something of value. Don't give your trust away to someone who's not trustworthy. Okay? You don't have to trust someone to love them. Don't trust someone who's not worthy of your trust. Trust takes time to build, a moment to break, and even longer to restore. And trust is a necessity for reconciliation. So if you've come out of, a, of, a, of an abusive relationship of some kind, a violating relationship, trust needs to be in place before reconciliation can, can be found. Okay? Okay. Forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is not forgetting. I'm going to give you a few things to do. Okay? Number one, face your pain. Three things to know, three things to do. All right? Number one, face your pain. You got to acknowledge your pain. And this is hard for, I'm not from Wisconsin originally, but I think this is something hard for people who are Wisconsin nice, you know, like Midwest nice. You guys have a tendency, I'm speaking as a cultural outsider here, you guys have a tendency to kind of sweep things under the rug. That's fine. It's fine. Carry on. God's grace covers everything. You know, put some, some spiritual words over it. Just sweep things under the rug and just be, let's just stay level headed here. That's actually something I love about people from the Midwest. This is level-headed. Let's not get carried away with extremes here. So something that's absolutely necessary for us to to follow this command that Jesus gives us, right, is to face it. Face the hurt. Face the pain. Uncover it. You ever seen seen someone who has a, a, a deep wound? They get cut or burnt. Like, you've got to uncover it to get healed, right? You can't just keep a dirty shirt over it, dirty rag that you put over it. You've got to remove that, clean it. And it's the same way, you guys, with our hearts and our minds. We've got to uncover those painful things that have happened. We have to acknowledge the depth of it. Our typical response is, if someone says, hey, you know what, I'm sorry. Or someone says, hey, you know what, they did to you was wrong. Our response is, it's fine. It's okay. Let me tell you what that communicates. It's okay to hurt me. I'm not that important anyway. I'm actually not valuable. It's fine, right? That's what we're saying. And that, that little, that short cultural phrase is so common. Where it's, it's fine, it's fine, it's okay. But my wife and I, and I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for this necessarily, but like when we get into something that's kind of intense lately and, um, and we say something hurtful to each other, Kind of our tendency lately is one of one it's often me going to her and saying, you know what, I'm sorry. Or if she comes to me and says, I I'm sorry that I said that. I'm like, it's like, yeah, that was really wrong that you did that. <laughs> that really hurt. Yeah, you're right. So that sucked. Yeah, why don't you think about that for a little bit? <laughs> I think that's fine. I think that kind of back and forth is fine. Yeah, you're right. But when we just say, it's fine, it's fine, don't worry about it. No, worry about it. Think about it. Think hard about it. I'm not saying put somebody through the ringer and manipulate them. Face the pain. Acknowledge it. You're right, it's not okay to hurt me, and I forgive you, and I release you. 
That has a lot more depth to it. Acknowledging the pain affirms your value. Acknowledging the pain that someone else has inflicted upon you, the wrong that they've inflicted upon you, affirms your value. Again, this is not an action of someone who's weak. It actually exhibits strength. You're right. I am valuable. And it's not right for you to hurt me. It's not right for you to abandon me, Dad. It wasn't right for you to say those things to me, Mom. Husband, wife, brother, whoever it might be. It's not right. Now, think about it, though. When you think about it on those terms, when you say, I forgive you now, how much more depth there is to that? How much more weight there is to it? I was wrong, and I release you. And I release you. So we need to be able to face our pain. Pain is actually, we're designed to feel pain. So you see someone with leprosy and they get a cut on their foot, they get a splinter in their foot even. That lack of ability to feel pain can lead to major health problems, right? When we don't feel pain, we're unable to get like the, the alarm system that God wired into our bodies and our hearts and our minds gets shut down. So when we're used to saying, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, we just stop feeling, that, that's not healthy. When somebody rejects you, you should feel it so deeply. I was walking through this recently with a friend who I was trying to uh, reach out to as an old friend I wanted to, to hang out with, get back together, and he totally just rejected me. And I was like, well, it's fine. I'm a grown man. Don't worry about that. And I remember I was, I was standing in my garage working on something, and I thought, you know what? That hurts. It really hurt that he just rejected me like that. And I forgive him. Forgive him. And I, and I was like, suddenly I could breathe so much more deeply. Oh, that weight's gone. I'm a grown man. We've got to face our pain. The pain is good. The pain helps you know that something is wrong. But when we don't feel it, you guys, that root of bitterness takes root, and we don't even know that it's there. That resentment grows into our hearts. You know what resent means? It's a phrase that we borrow. It's a word that we borrow from the French. It means to, to feel again. To feel again. And resentment means that you continually feel. You feel, and you feel again. Every time you think about it, you feel it, and you feel it, you feel it. You guys, that's resentment. That's a root of bitterness, and it will hinder God's grace in your life. Not just in your life, in your family. And in your city in your business, in your office. Guys, we've got to get it out. We've got to get it out of our hearts and our minds. All right, so I told you I want to give you three things to do. All right, so to face it. Face the pain. It sounds like something like on, that Oprah Winfrey would say. Like, I'm not, acknowledge your pain. Okay, this is, I'm not trying to say that like, is this like fluff? This is the real deal, you guys. This is how you follow Jesus. Face it. Second thing, decide to forgive. Face it. Decide to forgive. This is an act of your will. It's an act of choice. This is how God works. It's just through our, through our steps. 
God doesn't expect us to just leave here today and like, oh, I'm, so, I'm free of all the bitterness in my heart. I'm so glad I came today. That communion just fixed everything. And that last song really just sealed it in the spirit. You know, like, I'm not, but God works just as we say, like, I, just as you take the first step. And what's the first step? Just saying, it's not even saying, I want to forgive. It's even saying, I want to want to. I don't want to, but I want to want to. God can work with that. But again, when our emotions are not intact, in we get all, we feel bad about it. We think, oh, I'm not a good Christian. I want to challenge you. Again, I want to challenge every person in this room to, dig, to look deep, to dig deep, and ask God, is there any place that I'm harboring bitterness, that I'm harboring unforgiveness? And just take a first step. Just make that decision. To want to want to. God can work with that. God can change our desires. God's grace meets us. The third thing I want you to know, that I want you to do, is to work it out. Again, this is a process. It starts with a place of honesty. It starts with being uh, empowered by God's grace and looking toward the reward. Okay, so Hebrews 12, 2. Jesus walked out the, the ultimate act of forgiveness, right? And we don't see Jesus, before he goes onto the cross, just thinking like, hey guys, are you ready? It's time to go. Can't wait. What's he doing? What's Jesus doing before he gets nailed to the cross? What's he doing? Hmm? He's praying. He's... He's asking God if he can get out of it. I don't want to do this. I want to want to do it. It's kind of what I read in, in that prayer. Like, I, I don't want to do this, but I want, what, I want to want what you want. Not my will, but yours, Father. Right? He's sweating blood. Man, if, you feel, if, you, if you're not feeling it when it comes to unforgiveness, it's okay. Like, Jesus is the model. And I don't think Jesus was feeling it before he went onto the cross. He wasn't just saying, like, I just feels right in my spirit. I just want to do it. I really want to do life together and, like, really walk these things out. Like, no, I just want to put on some, some family-friendly Christian music to just, as I do this thing. No. No. It feels like hell. It feels horrible. Does that make it wrong? No, we don't look at that and say, well, I don't think Jesus was feeling it. I don't think he meant it when he did that. Em and I have had a lot of conversations like this, like, thank God, my wife doesn't expect me to be a mind reader. Sometimes she'll come up to me and just put my arm, sorry, Emma. Sometimes she'll just walk up to me and just like put my arm around her, her shoulder, her waist and say, I need you to do this right now. And I'm like, oh, right, right, yep, affection, got it, thank you. <laughs> but she doesn't just sit there and be like, he should just know. I don't think that was genuine when he did that. Like, thankfully, I don't know, maybe she has those thoughts, and you guys talk about that in discipleship group and work that out. Um, but it's, it's not, like we put so much emphasis on what we're feeling. Feel, the feeling will come, but what does it say about Jesus? He's the perfecter, that means, so he's the founder and the perfecter, he's the chief 
He's the model, in other words. He's our example to follow. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So Jesus is the model. He died for us to reconcile us with God so that his spirit could dwell within us, which empowers us to live like Jesus lived. Can't do it on our own. You can't walk out this kind of crazy lifestyle that defies everything that the world says. They'll walk all over you. Don't go back. Don't make things right. Don't forgive them. Jesus is the model. He's given us his spirit that empowers us to follow him. It gives, it pours out God's grace in our hearts and helps us to look to the reward. So as you think about that and think, I don't know if I can do that. First of all, you're right. You can't do that. But with the Spirit's help, you can take the first steps and you look towards the reward of, of healing, of wholeness, of reconciliation, of God's forgiveness fully in your life as you forgive. And you look toward that reward, and that's what takes us forward through the step-by-step process. All right, I, was, uh, I was talking with uh, a good friend, Tracy Fountain, earlier this week, who um, I would refer to as an expert. Is that okay? Can I use that word? When it comes to health and wellness. And, um, in, yeah, and um, I know Tracy relates with a lot of people who are looking for help around health issues in their lives. And they want something like, they want a diet that's going to help them. Like, what's going to fix this thing? Many of the people that she sees, she can correct me if I'm wrong, many of the people that Tracy talks to are, what they're really dealing with is bitterness and resentment in their hearts. That's the root and manifests itself in all kinds of health problems. I think there's a small percentage we talked about that like, yeah, diet is the thing. Yeah, switch your diet, right? But for the most part, again, I'm using, correct me if I'm wrong, many of these people, and I can, I can relate with that from my experience too, with others and with myself, it's a heart issue. And, but we want a fix. We want the app that's going to help us. We want the 12 steps. We want the, the um, workout routine. We want the diet that's free of whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm just intolerant. No, you're bitter. You're, you're a bitter person. Maybe gluten's a problem. I love gluten. But, all right. So I want to, uh, worship team can go ahead and come up. We'll move, move toward communion and wrapping up with worship. Um, so here's my challenge to you, okay? Just looking back, three things I want you to know. Forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is not the same as forgetting. It's not the same as trust. Three things I want to challenge you to do is to face your pain. Acknowledge it. Decide to forgive. And just commit to the process. Work it out. Every person here, I want to encourage you to just ask the Lord where to start. A lot of us, like, we've given ourselves a pass. 
I think that there are a couple of different like primary responses, especially when it comes to Christians. We've given ourselves a pass because there's just a disconnect between Jesus and our real personal lives. And we just think like, oh, it's not, um, we think this doesn't apply to me. We give, our, we give ourselves a pass and we trick ourselves into thinking that we're actually following Jesus when we're not. Not following Jesus, you're following your emotions and your bitterness. The second kind of person that I see is like we've given up because it seems impossible. It seems impossible. And so I want to speak to, to both of those. Okay? It is a commandment and it is possible. It is possible. As the Spirit works within you, it is possible. As you live in community and relationship with others, it is possible. So one person, okay? Think, dig into your life. One person, one event, okay? If there are many things, if you think, I don't know where to start, I don't know where to start, start with just one. One person, one event. Because forgiveness is actually a practice that is like a skill that we develop. It's a muscle that we build. And it's not just a one-time thing. This is a lifestyle that we live as Christians. So if it feels overwhelming, I don't know where to start, one person, one event, and ask God to show you the next steps. Okay? I want to encourage you to... uh, If this resonates with you and there's some things and you think like, I don't know where to go with this. I don't know where to go from here. I want to encourage you to reach out. Reach out for help, okay? Reach out for somebody to walk with you and to pray and to help hold you accountable in the process. Find somebody else in this room. If that person's not in this room, that's fine. Pursue pursue doing this in relationship. Let me pray for us. God, I pray that you will... Take our hand and lead the way. Jesus, you are our model. Holy Spirit, you are our helper. Father, you are our reward. We look to you, Lord. Not our culture, not ourselves. We look to you to make the impossible possible. I pray that we would be individuals and families and a church that could fully experience your grace, that your grace could be poured out within and through into our city. Help us to be a forgiving church, Lord. Help us to be a forgiving community. Dig out the root of bitterness in our midst, Lord. Help us to follow you, Jesus. Amen.